0: Oh. Elliott,
1: off to the races, can they catch him? No, they can't, touchdown! Samuel, cuts it back, Ohio State wins! basket spreading out, sets
0: up deep, over the middle, touchdown, Buckeyes! Fields
1: has time, watches it downfield, it's Olave, he's got it, touchdown, Ohio State.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the QB Draw, sort of in the barren wastelands of the offseason uh, after sort of the recruiting cycle and before spring football, where not much at all is going on. We do have some news, some some good news for once. Uh, Ohio State has landed uh, transfer cornerback uh, Davison. I'm I'm a I'm a handoff Igby to
2: Nelson. John
0: Igben-Nosen. Ig- right. Uh. From Ole Miss, uh, freshman All-American, cornerback. uh, I don't think this is like an Elias Ricks level of player coming off his freshman season. I think he had some warts in the clips I've seen, but I also think he's a clear talent upgrade and at a position that was very, very needed. I feel better about the room now. You have to think between him, Hancock, uh, Jair Brown, Denzel Burke, Two of them are going to be solid. I, I'm. We're not. I don't think we're looking at a uh, Jeff Okuda, Damon Arnett type situation here. But I, I'm hopeful the corners can be uh, can get the job done next year. Uh, how are y'all doing? We got Colton with us today. Back at it again. What are your thoughts? Any general off season thoughts? Uh, go for it.
1: Yeah,
2: you know, um, I think just in general, right, like I think uh, as hit the nail on the head we're sort of in the dog days right now. Uh, There ain't a whole lot to talk about as far as as it's concerned with college football. Uh, recruiting cycle is, is over or mostly over at this point. So, you know, like it was great to great to land a cornerback add much needed depth to the room. And I, I just think, again, it's another piece that Ohio state's going to have to plug and play next year. And and hopefully, you know, hopefully you can piece together again, I, we're, I'm, we're not expecting this defense to be overnight, you know, a top one defense in the, in the, you know, in all of college football, But, like, just adding more pieces that can play and and have tape,
1: I think, is important. And, uh, yeah, so it's good to be back talking football. Yeah, we're in that middle portion of – not even the middle portion of the offseason, but just that part of the offseason where, historically, I've always been like, no news is the best news in college Mm -hmm. football from February up until literally the first day that spring practice starts. And that's changed a little bit with the transfer portal – but now like things are really quiet. And as far as it goes for like adding more depth, I think whether it's there or anywhere else, especially on, on the defense, the more, the merrier for Ohio state right now, it doesn't matter where it is. uh, If you have played well anywhere else and you're a warm body, uh, just jump right on in. And I, I think that this is an off season and a, a spring practice season coming up for them. And eventually once we get to fall where, you know, I don't know if they're going to do this, but where it's just like you throw everybody out there and you let the fates fall where they may. And like whoever gets those spots, gets those spots and the best man wins. And that's really kind of what I'm looking forward to seeing as the off season goes on is how those competitions along all three phases of the defense and those three levels of the defense kind of shape out. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I think, yeah, it, it's outside it's, of linebacker. I should say that because that's yeah, that's pretty much. That's linebacker pretty much. I do down. think there's a little
0: intrigue there.
2: Um,
1: with I
0: I think I think um, my hope slash my sort of prediction is that by the by the end of the season, I think C.J. Hicks and Steel Cham- Steel Chambers might be playing close to the same amount of time. Um yeah, that but, I can, yeah. but apart from that, like you have. You know Tommy Eichenberg, who is—I uh, can't believe I'm saying this—but he's basically a superstar uh, at this point. I mean, I superstar—he's a star linebacker. I cannot we were believe playing
2: that. At NCAA football, right? He would have the star on his. He would have the name. star, yeah. next to him. Which and, is just
0: and, unbelievable uh, that he—that Tommy Eichenberg is entering the season as probably the Buck Award favorite. If you had told me that after the 2021 season, I would have, I mean, that, that's one of the more unbelievable shifts uh, in development I've seen in Ohio state player ever. I don't know if I can remember a more shocking turnaround in a career than that. Um, But yeah, that's a long way of saying they've got two really good linebackers and one who has the potential to be better than both of them um, and who might crack the rotation by the end of the season. Uh, And then like Colton said, everywhere else, pretty much up for grabs. I mean, you know, JT Tui Maloa is pretty much locked in there, I'd say. Um, but or I I say- guess
2: what they do with the other side, right? Like, is are going to be that guy? Or is he going – is it going to become, like, a Kenyatta Jackson or, uh you know – of- Curry is the one to Aiden watch, Curry.
1: I am I'm, Curry. Yeah. I'm already – I'm leading the, the bandwagon. He was so good in the limited yeah. snaps that he played. And, and maybe yeah. some of that was later on in games. And I think it was dis- the advantage. Arkansas State game where he really went off. But, like, yeah, yeah. he looks like he has the goods. And I, I'm really excited to kind of see what his progression looks
0: like. I, I really want to see a full season from Michael Hall. I mean, he was – I was watching the Notre Dame, his highlights against Notre Dame. I mean, he was an absolute game wrecker against, you know, maybe not the best offensive line in the country, but one one of the better ones Ohio State played all year. And then whether it was injuries or it was in the doghouse, or I I have no idea, just didn't really see that again for the rest of the season. But I I am praying for a, like, for Michael Hall to extend whatever he did against Notre Dame for a whole season, because that looked like an absolute game wrecking player.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of, I guess, one of the, the big questions is Jim Knowles and, and Larry Johnson, They they last year was kind of a feeling out process and how uh, the guys they had fit into Knowles' system, how that fits into the way that Johnson likes to rotate his guys, which has been, you know, criticized and questioned by a lot of people. Uh, and now that they're, you know, you have this Stalwart on the defensive line that's been there for the last four years, and Zach Harrison. Kind of what's that look like? You know, not just in his position, but what that means for the rest of the defensive end ends and how their their rotations and how their snaps are affected. And and I think that maybe you will see a little bit more control over that from Knowles in year two of like, okay, year one we did it mostly you know your way. Year two, here's how these guys are going to fit in, and here's how I want to use them. That. Maybe, maybe, maybe we don't see it, but I think that that's the question of like, is it going to be the same thing or is it going to be different?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly something's got to give on that front. Um, and if I were a betting man, I would say, you know, it it should go the route of whatever Knowles want, Knowles gets, right? And that was, uh, I was reading an Urban Meyer book recently. And that to me was one of the standouts is urban's thing was always 100%. Like you follow the leader, right? Like your leader tells you what to do. Everybody has to be on board with it. We cannot have these fundamental disagreements this late into a season that are affecting things, right? Like Ohio state getting, you know, a 12 man on the field or a late substitution penalty here and there, that kind of stuff can't happen. And of course too, it, like, you know, not getting a full season worth of reps from certain guys who you'd expect to like want to see, have seen more from, you know, being able to bury guys like Ty Leek just is really strange. And like, I will I say, would...
0: I do not think Tyleek Williams was particularly good against the run. Uh, I, I think well, he should play more than he did, but I don't think he's this, he's a perfect player. Um, I, I, I think the defensive line in general is just a critical position to get right this year because. We don't really know if Jack Sawyer is going to live up to his billing. We, you know, uh, is Mike Hall or Tyler Williams going to sort of put together a full season uh, from the flashes they've shown? You know, um, is Caden Curry going to step up and be a star? All There's a lot of questions on that line. And um, it's really important they get it right because the, they can't have a, another season where the pass rush just isn't consistently getting home. I,
2: Yeah, it, it is again the longer that the pass rush can't get home, the more it matters having inexperienced, you know, corners and, uh, you know, less than talented safeties and that, that kind of stuff, just like, again, if you can get rushed, if pass rush can get home, right. And you can utilize linebackers more in coverage and not as in blitzing and stuff like that. um, Like, I think like it's, it just makes everything a lot easier. And like, you know, you, you look at like the Cowboys in the NFL like pretty much entirely generating pressure with the defensive line. Dan Quinn's thing is just, just defensive line pressure and preventing like preventing the big play, hopefully from happening down the field. Like that's where Ohio state's problems usually, usually stand is like, you know, guys losing contain or not knowing where to be on a certain play. And, and that stuff all goes away. If you just take care of that take care of business on the front and, 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 uh, and in the, in the trenches. So Yeah, I mean, it it should be an interesting, you know, spring ball will probably we'll we'll get to learn a little bit more than we know now, um, I would think. Uh, But again, like Ohio State being Ohio State, we probably won't know until second half of the Michigan game uh, what (laughs) what all this uh, this means.
1: Um, What's what's interesting to me is and this is a, a broader discussion of not just the defense, but pretty much everywhere. And you got new faces on a lot of positions on, on the whole team is that for the first time, probably since, I don't know, maybe 2019, if you look at the schedule, what are the first three games at an Indiana team? Who's been garbage for the last couple of years, uh, Western Kentucky and who's, who's the other team? Uh, I want to say it's Youngstown, Youngstown, Youngstown state. Yeah. Youngstown state. So that's how you start your first three games. So with, with this team, there's a lot of new faces, but by the time you get to Notre Dame, the talking point of like, Hey, we're, we've had to you know figure this out. We couldn't, we couldn't really play young guys because like this past year they had to play Notre Dame right off the jump, or you play at Minnesota in 2021 and then go straight to the Oregon game. Like you have the opportunity in this upcoming season to really kind of see what you have along the whole football team. And so the idea of like, hey, this is a really young team. We're figuring things out by the time that Notre Dame game comes around. I don't think that that's going to be there. You actually do have some runway runway this year to figure things out, to see how your young guys are playing, to figure out what those rotations are and to see really who your playmakers are. So we should get a much better feel of that this year. Then we have the last, I think, three seasons where it was just like, oh, we're playing this big time opponent really early on. Uh, We're going to stick with what we know. We're going to stick with the older guys, the guys who have been around. By the time the Notre Dame game comes around, like they should have a really good idea of what they want to do, who they want to play and how that kind of all is shaken out. Yeah, the
2: Notre Dame game particularly be interesting and it is an interesting segue into something else that we wanted to talk about uh, as and I were discussing prior to the recording uh, about Tommy Reese taking the, uh, the Alabama job. Um, this is an interesting moment in the Marcus Freeman era, having lost. Uh, and I don't know, you can air quote lost James Laurentis Uh, But like, I remember when that, when he, when he signed on with Notre Dame, Notre Dame fans being pumped that they were getting, a, getting the guy with the NFL pedigree and stuff like that, getting him in. Um, and I know Ohio state fans were upset. At the time, I still don't know what, if anything there, you know, the, the staff's really going to glean from, from Lauren, experience other than just having a guy who played and, and knows what it, what it's like to win at Ohio state. Like, I think that's going to be important, but you know, losing a guy like Tommy Reese uh, after one season um, it's going to be, it's going to be lead to an interesting situation there. Like obviously he could go out and make a splash higher and make me look like an idiot, but um i think it's going to be an interesting you know next few months to try and figure out who's going to take that job at notre dame because tommy reese like it's going to be interesting like it certainly is interesting heading into a year with a sam hartman at quarterback who we really only have tape of in the claw fence which is in itself sort of a gimmicky thing so i don't i don't really know what i'm looking at with sam hartman and then tommy reese like you know (sighs) I hate to say it, but after, you know, losing the quarterback in the, you know, early in the season, put together a kind of a decent season, obviously they, they lost a a few bad games, but you know, in year one, like I thought they, they, you could see a proof of concept that was being built there and to lose that, 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 you know, at, at this point when most of the offensive coordinators that were on the fly, have already left. Uh, or you're competing with NFL teams for guys like this is this is going to be an interesting situation for Marcus Freeman and Notre Dame.
0: Yeah, um... Ugh, dude, I don't know that that just seems like a bland team to me. I I, I don't have many thoughts on that. Really,
2: we should not really be worried about Notre Dame. I don't think like I, if they lose to Notre Dame, the writing's on the wall. This shit is over. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> That's basically where I stand. Um, yeah, I, so defense, Ohio State's defense, I mean, I, I guess I I could see it being a lot better this year. I could see it being kind of the same, and I, that's really the question for the team. Um, obviously, you know, we're not we're not breaking any new ground here. I'm excited to see what guys like Kai Stokes and Sonny Siles and Jahad Carter can do. I'm, I'm very excited for that. Um, But apart from that, it's just sort of like – we know – the coaches know what they have. They know what they need to do. and I'm sure I'm sounding super cliche right now, but it's time to just, like, go out and put a competent defense out on the field that doesn't completely shit its pants against in the big games. Like, that's really all it is. With – it's good – like – We can talk about the offense. I'm supremely confident Ohio State will field an elite offense. Now, there's always room to improve on the margins, which is where Ryan Day usually gets got is the margins. Um, But just in general, I'm sure the offense will be great. Um, And so is the defense going to be able to hold its own in big games? I I mean, you think about the mission game. It it wasn't like, Ohio State should have won that game. Now, the offense, I will say, sputtered. Uh, when they could have when they could have taken control and had the game put away by halftime, but the defense just uh, pissed down its legs in in plays that in let up massive plays that really didn't need to be massive plays at all. Um, and you know it sucks. It's sort of where we are right now. We just won't really know until the end of the season, unless there it's a disaster and they lose like two games. Uh, you know before November, and I, I guess that's a possibility. But uh, assuming things sort of stay the way they are we just won't know till the end of the season
1: and to me that's kind of the that's at least how I'm approaching this offseason is like there there are legitimate things to watch and obviously be excited about and when you have a quarterback battle like that's going to have all of us talking throughout the whole offseason and kind of how that plays out but to your point like yeah at this point I'm I'm pretty if there's one thing that I'm like very optimistic about and positive about it's that they'll be able to field a pretty good offense. Like we, I don't think we have to question that with Ryan day at this point, but basically everything else is like, to me, it's just like, you have to go out and prove it. And maybe that doesn't sound interesting. And there's going to be little pockets of stuff like, Oh, Kai Stokes and some young guys coming on. How, how does CJ Hicks look? But to me, it's really just like, I, I gave them from August last year, until January this year and we went through the ups and the downs and you know we were super pumped after the Notre Dame game and you know things looked great and then started to sputter off a little bit and then the Michigan game happened and it was like we kind of know what this is and the Georgia game they played their asses off but they lost and it's like we kind of know what this is and until we get to whatever that is September 2nd to me they're really like this, this there's, not much to say. Say, there's nothing yeah. to say about this team it's, and it's about bad, this program. It's bad business
0: for a podcast, but I mean, it's, there's nothing And that's like, not
1: coming at it negatively, but yeah. it's like, to me, there's, and, and there'll be small things that pop up. Like, you know, they had the, they had the media availability the other day and, you know, Parker Fleming said something stupid. Mark Pantone said something either stupid or he was lying about, you know, how they, how they feel about uh, recruiting out of state prospects. However you want to, you know, frame that. But to me, there's nothing really worth getting upset or or angry about or super happy about this offseason. To me, there's nothing that can happen that really changes my view of the program either way. It's just like you get out on the field September 2nd and we see how the next 12 games play out. And that really decides everything. And that isn't a negative take or a positive Mm -hmm. take or anything. But that's kind of where I think this view of the program is right now of like, there's nothing on on the outside where I can be like, "This is going to change my mind." There's no, nothing we, left the to see. You know, it's, yeah, it's just exactly. Yeah, it, it's
0: like we know what that we know what they have to do. They know what they have to do. It's like, and, and like you said, there'll be things to talk about. I'm sure we'll we'll find. You know, we'll dissect the position battles, especially quarterback. But at the end of the day, it's like we all know what the outcome has to be. It is just a matter of them playing the games, and no amount of lip service from them is going to get me much higher or lower than I am now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it's still a season next year that's going to have some some difficult games, I think, going on the road to, obviously, Notre Dame, going on the road to Wisconsin, going on the road to Michigan. Those are going to be three really big games. Um, losses outside of that I, I don't want to hear about like you know if, if they're going to lose at home at any point like you know that's when the firing starts the firing conversation starts but you know it's going to be I think it'll be an interesting like a palette refreshing year next year I think in some ways like where you this will be where we figure out what kind of coach Ryan Day really is right like if he's if he's unable to put together a, even a semblance of a good offense or you know if he's able to make a guy like Kyle McCord look legit like those are the two like those are the two outcomes that have probably the largest impact on me it's like if McCord or Devin Brown starts to look like a stud like maybe we have something with this guy um put on that yeah there there they're they're in a whole lot like again like I'm not I'm not going into this year with the expectations of last year where I'm like oh this is a national championship team like this is a. I don't. I, I, if they finish second in the Big Ten East, like I, uh, all right, fine. What? A, what? A, what? A fine year. And then you you see where we pick up the following year. And then like you know you see like this is when the interesting stuff picks up with draft talk. Like, you know, uh, you know, is there is there anything like out there that like just just looking at the schedule right? Like it seems pretty balanced. Um, you know, I think I, there's the week at home against Penn state and then on the road at Wisconsin that stand out to me just as that's going to be the season right there. Cause I think Penn state's going to be, a um, but you know, I'm curious to see what, what you guys, what your level of expectations are for the team at this point. Um, and if they've changed at all, um, over the past few weeks.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a tough schedule, um, but it's like, it still, it doesn't change much for me. You know, if they drop one, I'm sure it'll feel like the end of the world. But if they end up 11-1, beat Michigan in the Big Ten Championship game, it, it it's, it's forgivable. I, it obviously depends on where you drop it. But if you drop one of those tough road games, it's not the end of the world in the grand scheme of things. It's just sort of like there's two acceptable outcomes, you know, it's 11 and one and you lose one of those or 12 and oh. and anything short of that is a failure again, uh, before you even get to the post-season. Um, so it, it's not like it's not nine and three or 10 and two aren't really in the cards for me. And if that, if that happens, then, you know, then it's, then I'm guessing this era is over. Um, so again, going back to what I was saying earlier, it's just sort of like, The schedule itself doesn't really sway me on what I'm looking to see for this season,
1: if that makes sense. One, if anything, I think it, it takes away kind of what we were saying earlier, the excuse because of the first three games of the season, like you have a runway to figure everything out against three, not great teams at all. And you get to start with a a road big 10 game. And I'm sure that, uh, people will equate that to like when they started on the road in whatever that was, 2017 against Indiana, and you know Dobbins had had that monster game, and you you can kind of start the season off that way, even though it's not a, a great team, you get a road conference win, and you can kind of kick things off with this younger team. But may, maybe you guys can help me mold this together. But like the expectations for me and kind of the theme for this team, I I don't know what it's going to be because last year, what was it all about? It was like motivation. And, yeah. you know, Michigan kicked our ass and it was the first time we've lost to them in forever. And I, I don't know, at least from a fan standpoint, if they can go back to that well of being like, hey, our, you know, our motivation is is beating Michigan. If anything, like, I, I don't want to hear anything from anybody. I would prefer yeah. that everybody, like, I don't want to hear them mention team up north. Uh, I agree you know, our rival I, I don't want to hear that shit because it's obvious like we we know you did it all it li- you did know- it all last yeah. year and you got your shit kicked in it's yeah like, I, it- I don't need to hear how much this is motivating you it, it yeah should. that should be that should be obvious that should be basic or you know we're we're motivated by the Georgia loss how, ma- how many seasons are we going to do this where the theme is motivation we had it in 2020 with Clemson 2021 was like Kind of something different because it wasn't, oh, the Alabama loss is motivating us, but three of the last four seasons have been like, oh, the the motivation. We're we're motivated to get back after this hardcore loss. And at some point it's like it would be nice yeah. to not have and that doesn't have to be like, oh, so your thing is like it's national championship of the season sucks. No, that's That's that, that doesn't have to be what it is. Although they do have to win one at some point. Like the the theme is, is getting very similar of like, we lost this really heartbreaking game and it's like, okay, why does that keep happening (laughs) for me? Like I, I just want an off season of silence to lead into next year where it's like the quarterback battle will play out and whatever happens happens all the young guys. And you know, there'll be some guys who transfer. There'll probably be some guys who come in in may, and that transfer portal window. But other than that, like, we know what the expectations are. We know what the standard is, and we know what they have to do. Like, I, we don't need to hear, hey, we're really focused heading into this year. We're really motivated after how last season ended. Like, no, just, just go out there and, and do it. And if you don't, then we really start having a discussion yeah. about what the next era of the program looks like.
0: Yeah, it's like at some point the song and dance of, you know, like – Oh, we, th- this loss was a shock to our system or it woke us up. It's like, well, it either didn't or you're just not good enough. So, you know, let's find out. Cause it's like, if, if a loss in, if a one point loss in a semifinal to the reigning national champ or a, a blowout at home against Michigan aren't going to motivate you to, to be a better football player, then literally nothing on earth will. Yeah. So, so we don't need to hear it. It's like that. That's like the bare minimum expectation. And again, it's like, I'm not trying to be overly negative. It's like the, like Colton said, this is a pretty neutral, not positive or negative take. It's just like enough of the window dressing, like go out yeah. there and win
1: it's time to win. Like it, enough now of the uh, other shit. As much as I think last year was really the first year where you could be like, this is Ryan day's program. This is really the year that it's yeah. like this is his program because they, they got the one year of fields or the two years of fields. And Stroud was really the first quarterback that he developed and, you know, worked with his head coach and filtered from, you know, recruiting him up until taking him to the NFL draft. And now it's like, OK, who's the next guy? How is that going to work out? And yeah, you don't now you have guru with like with one guy and
2: one half of fields. Like, and
1: now you have a roster. I mean, I, I'd have to go look, but like the last time I checked after the Michigan game, like Harrison is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you only have maybe like one save or your two Johnson? guys who have even, yeah, who have even been on like the sideline for a, a win over Michigan. So you have this full program of guys who – haven't had that success who really haven't maybe there's a few guys left from the 2020 Clemson game that like made plays against Clemson winning a playoff game so now you have guys that like you can't lean on that success of like oh I I was here when we beat Michigan I was here when we beat Clemson in the playoff I know what it is no it's a whole new cast of characters so it's like this is really his time and all of the team's time to write their own story because all of those vets are gone. You can't lean back on the success of some of those older teams. So it's like that's that to me is is something to kind of look out for. Who becomes who become those guys offensively and defensively? Of like, what's the leadership on the team look like? And whether, you know, it was right or wrong for people to criticize CJ Stroud. Like, what is what is the offensive leadership look like? Is it gonna be Kyle McCord or Devin Brown? Is it gonna be somebody who's like, you know, the opposite of him where it's like super raw, raw, and very out there and very, you know, motivational, or is it just kind of g- going to be what we've seen from day mostly where it's like more low key in-house. And I, I don't know whether one is right or wrong, but that, that to me is interesting, kind of how the tenor of the program changes leadership wise and what that looks like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I actually, I agree with all you said. Um, it really does feel like a total cultural reset. Um at Ohio State in the football program at least to me like the 2021 loss to Michigan if they had gone out and uh you know finished the job on uh in Columbus and beat Michigan then it could have been like that was a blip in, on the road but because it happened twice and because they lost in the playoff um it's now like the it feels like another lifetime when all you saw on you know social media is you know Zach Bourne standing over Devin Gardner, like haha, ha Michigan can never beat Ohio State. Yeah. Like that that sort of epoch of Ohio State history, for all intents and purposes, is over. Even if they get back to winning ways, there'll be a new start. It'll be separate from that because they've gone through these two to three years of not achieving anything close to what they want to achieve. So it's uh, it is an opportunity if you if you want to give it a positive spin, it is a total opportunity for Ryan Day and his players to put like their own stamp on on Ohio State history. I think if if they go out and they beat Michigan and they win a national championship this year, I think like honestly, I think that would shed the third base because the third base soft. I think that would shed all of that because you're so far removed from Myers program at this point that. Uh, like for better or worse, like what you put, what you put out there is yours to own, yeah, it's uh, whether yours. it's good or bad. So, so I, in that way, like, this is a big opportunity. I, it's a big, uh, you know, it can go to shit too, if they let it, which, you know, they might, but uh, it, you know, it's a big year, obviously. it's obviously And that's bigger. where
1: like, it goes back to uh, it, the positives, like you just said, where it's yours now and you can create your own story. But you also have the flip side of, like we said, you already played the disrespect card all of last year. Yep. And, you know, the, the clips of the guys in the skull session and, you know, Hart, and I'm not trying to shit on Brian Hartline, but right. like, you know, they tried to, it's a good you know, dunk on our coach and our fans and the players, whatever. And it's like, well, did they – it looks like they had good reason to. Right. I, I'm not going to get upset about Michigan. Like Michigan players, and they, they can publicly, Jim Harbaugh, whoever – they can come out and say whatever they want about Ohio state because they own their ass right now. Yeah. And so you can't play like the, Oh, we've been so disrespected by them because they have a right to disrespect you, especially after they came in your house and did what they did. And so it's like that, that to me is in the lead up to how that goes is going to be very fascinating too. of like, you played that card once already, you don't get to play it twice. So you just shut up and you put your head down and you go to work and that to me is like, like you were saying, that's the positive of it is that these guys can create their own identity and they don't have to live with the successes or failures of past Ohio State teams. But it's like if you fail at it, then you have to live with that, too, and kind of what that brings. Yeah, I mean, I think we've, we've hit the nail on the head
2: today, you know, I, we I mean, figure
1: out the offseason boys. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I think we went into this not knowing if we could get uh, 20 minutes out of it, and we are well beyond that mark. Um, I think yeah. it should
0: be an off-season of silence and doing your job. Uh, and I, you know, for for what it's worth, it seems like that that is the course. You know, there was no Ryan Day quote about you know, disrespect or whatever on uh, the media availability. I didn't see any inflammatory shit from anyone really apart from Parker Fleming saying dumb stuff, which isn't inflammatory. It's just him being an idiot, which is its yeah. own problem. But what are you going to do? Expected. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's par for the course at this point. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure we'll be back on here. I'm sure Colton will be back on with, uh, whenever we do get news, you know, spring football will bring its own badge news, but, uh, you know, I just say no matter what, uh, nitty-gritty details we get into just you know keep in mind it's like uh it all that matters are the next 12 to 13 to 14 to 15 games and nothing else beyond that is uh uh, and nothing other than that will will affect how uh the ryan day era goes from this point on um and that's all
1: i have to say amen yeah you gave them like i said you gave them august to january of of last year to this year i give them the benefit you, of the doubt you, yeah you and you but you don't have to give them benefit of the doubt or criticism or whatever mm-hmm. you don't have to give them your energy from february right to july right you can, yeah. just, you watch, can just watch baseball watch basketball and yeah and and enjoy it and we'll obviously keep up with the storylines and like we're doing yeah maybe we'll, job of maybe selling, we'll have you about on the football So like yeah. this is this is that that to me is it's a positive and negative like mm-hmm. however you want to look at it for what this what this year is going to be for Ohio State is that it's just completely it's its own thing this year and there's going to be so many storylines and there's going to be so much pressure and there's going to be so much drama that you can't work yourself up over it in before spring practice even. or April, yeah. because yeah. there's just going to be so much that happens and so much that goes with it. And there's a lot of fascinating things, but there's a lot of things like you said, where it's just like, man, until the first snap of the Indiana game, like we just, we're just gonna have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, and to tie it back to the start of the episode, it's not getting it's not worth getting worked up over this offseason in particular. And that doesn't mean we can't criticize their process because, like, for all you know, some scrub here you're like, well, why the fuck is he getting first team reps in spring? Could could be Tommy Eichenberg. You know, yep. I wouldn't I wouldn't predict it, but it's not worth getting putting your energy to this offseason in particular because literally all that matters is the results of the game. So just enjoy the offseason and uh, come August, get ready for like, I don't know, uh, you know, the, the, the tests.
2: Yes. Yeah, exactly. Let's, uh, let's, yeah, I think it's, it's time to pack it in. Um, I think, like you said, like, let's watch some baseball. Let's watch some basketball. Let's think about anything, but, you know, motivational speaking from Ohio state football. (laughs) um colton on that note we'd love to have you on to talk baseball at some point i know as is like a as is like a rabid baseball fan at the moment so um and and i'm I'm a big baseball guy myself um a welcome pivot for our listeners as well who have heard us beat ryan day to death over the audio for the last fucking year Um, you know, a little palate cleanser, if you will. But uh, yeah,
1: anytime, boys. We got spring training coming up. I'm I'm balls deep in the NHL season right now, right at the all-star break. So I'm enjoying it. It has been nice. Like, I I don't know how you guys felt. And part of this was probably due to just how crazy Ohio State season was and just how much was at stake and how many storylines there were. But like by the end of this year, I felt like I need four to seven months of not seeing another live football game like I I haven't watched I I went to the Cowboys Niners game as a Cowboys fan and after that game I was like I haven't watched a single second of playoff football like and I'm not gonna watch the Super Bowl (laughs) I don't want any part of it like I needed a complete like you're done cleanse from live football action until probably the first snap of week zero in whatever that is late late August, but this football season pro and college felt like it just was like, just
2: it, left it, it, and it, right yeah. every
1: second. It was like, can we just get a break for one moment? And so this off season, I'm just like, this is nice to just have ve- just quiet time during the weekend.
0: I enjoy the pro I I've enjoyed the playoffs cause they don't make the NFL playoffs cause they don't make me feel as much, but in terms of college football, I've consumed like zero college football content apart from keeping up with Ohio state news. Like I don't want to see high. I don't want to see, I don't want to see any of that shit just the way the season ended. Um. Yeah. All right. So baseball, baseball talk. It is baseball time. Baseball next. Is- <laughs> yep. All right. Uh. Thanks for listening. If you've made it this far, I appreciate the support uh you know obviously you know where to find us at twitter at, the, at this point um yeah go bucks go Bucks,
1: go bucks baby